do star one to unmute. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. Can you hear me, Elia? Yes, thank you. Okay, great. I was just going over it. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Du and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is June 5th, 2015. Today we're reading from the big book on page 87. We usually conclude and uh, we're starting for the par with the paragraph, which is the first paragraph. We usually conclude. Um, today's readers are Sarah W, 12 Steps, Charles H, 12 Traditions. And uh, our readers for the text are Kathleen W, Terry H, and Sue G. The reference number for um, yesterday, June 4th, Thursday, June 4th, is 7007. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through their shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry this message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA and to those who still suffer. That's our OA preamble. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to compulsive overeaters who still suffer. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask, Sarah W. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Sarah W., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you. 
I will now ask Charles H. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, do for your service, Charles H. will recover visionary. Good morning. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself uh, in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of Team Friday in our past. Thank you so much. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions of the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you have done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book on page 87, starting with the paragraph we usually conclude. And I will ask Kathleen W., to begin reading. Good morning. This is Kathleen W. from Arizona, recovered. Can you hear me okay? Hello? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. We yes. usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. 
We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. Um, I wanted to focus on, we ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. And um, every morning I pray for um, to do God's will. That's the first thing I do in the morning. I pray to do God's will rather than mine because my day doesn't go so well when I um, don't do that. And I also pray for um, mine and my husband and my daughter's uh, protection. And um, and that's not selfish because it's, you know, I want us to be protected. And, um, and I also pray to serve God and, and others, anyone I come in contact with, and it's usually the same prayer every morning. But and I find that if I don't start my day like that, um, I take my will back, and it doesn't go very well. And and then, but when I do remember to pray in the morning, I can look back at the end of the day, and I can see where God was, um, you know, was in was took my hand and led me through the day and. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I mean, I pray throughout the day. I pray um, on, you know, a, a lot of times we'll pray as a family before I leave for work. I pray on the way to work. I pray for people that just come to mind. And I also have a list of people I pray for in the morning. So, and um, this was probably the hardest part of this program because my higher power is God and, you know, he is invisible so I've just it's something I have to constantly work on because I can't see him, um, but I can feel his presence. And um, as I mentioned, my day goes so much better when I start my day off in the morning. And if I don't, then I'm just taking my will back. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Charles H. New York. Thank you so much, uh, Sarah. Who would like to begin with sharing? Barbara. Reva P. Charles H. from New York. Okay, so we'll start off with Barbara. Can I get your last initial, Barbara? Barbara B. Barbara B. We'll start off with Barbara B., Reva P., and Charles H. Okay, this is Barbara B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. I read this every day, and I increasingly come to do this because um, when I look at the great planner that I thought I was, you know, take the course, time action planning, you know, the 30-day plan, the five-year plan, none of which I could accomplish when it says, you know, I can see what a waste of time it was. You know, when I look back, because I couldn't count on myself. I couldn't count on myself to be there in abstinence and in any kind of recovery because I was in charge of my life. I was, as the book says, running the show. I hadn't learned to quit playing God. Well, getting, you know, having my plans and the buildings fall down on me often enough, you know, finally made me say, you know, I give up. I give up. God, you know, here I am. Do with me. 
and how wonderful it is to be free of that, to pray that God will show me what to do. I can make my plan with a framework of abstinence and service and recovery and doing my life, but I don't have to fill in the script, fill in the details, and not only plan my movements, but everybody else's. Um, And what a relief to have God be in charge. And what a surprise at how much better those plans are than I could ever possibly come up with. Um, And also, you know, to the the portion of the paragraph on being self-seeking, not just to make me feel better, look better, and all that stuff, but to really be useful, to let whatever happens serve others. Uh, what, what a freedom it takes me out of that burden of self. So I'm very thankful to, um, to be reminded constantly that that's how the day starts, with a prayer, trusting, trusting that God will show me um, what to do, how to do it, and allow room for the Spirit to, to take over, to get out of, get out of the way. Uh, thank you, and I pass. Thank you. Now we will have Reva P. Good morning. This is Reva P., a recovering compulsive overeater. I'd like to share this morning on um, the phrase freedom from self-will. Um, this reminds me what a transformation of thinking um, working the steps um, has done for me. Um, it was always about what I wanted and I wanted it now, or I wanted it yesterday, and how was I going to get it? Um, and it wasn't just the food, it was everything in life. And again, you know, if only people could do as I wanted, if only things on the outside would be the way I wanted, life would be great. Um, and the word freedom reminds me that by letting go of my will, which I thought was the most devastating thing in the world. I thought, you know, I will never be able to do anything useful in my life if I do that because it was so opposite of what I uh, was so used to thinking. Um, That's freedom. That it's, again, another paradox of this program. When I let go of what I want, when I want it, how I want it, because don't you know I deserve it, God, Um, and act like a two-year-old stamping my feet, demanding from a Santa Claus God. When I let that go, I experience freedom. And if I didn't catch that message in the phrase freedom from self-will, it says it again three or four times, no request for myself only. And then it says it again, never to pray, never to pray for my own selfish ends. And then I might do the but, 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 but I want it. Um, And then it tells me it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. My self-will chip in my body has been broken. It doesn't work. It might work for other people, um, but it doesn't work for me. And the last thing I want to say is, um, again, my old thinking was making the long-term plans and a lot of my fear, I notice, has to do with um, projecting into the long-term future. And here it says, when I get my 24 allotment um, of God's grace, I only ask for the next step. What is the next right step? Not what am I doing next week or next month or next year. Um, and that that's what works for me because the other way doesn't. And uh, that's all I'd like to share and I pass. Thank you so much. Now, Charles H. 
Good morning, all. My name is Charles H. I recover visionary from New York just for today. And I'd like to speak to um, many of us wasted a lot of time doing that, and it did not work. What, praying for, you know, thank you, God, first of all, for waking me up again, because I don't take that for granted, because a lot of people didn't wake up this morning, and that's just real talk. Um, so, hmm. so page 35 tells me that all went well for a while, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. That sticks out at me so much because if, you know, like I, I, I got, first of all, I, I put too much things. I, I do, I do too much. And I, and if, if, if I wasn't, you know, um, praying for others, you know, uh, I'm a selfish person by nature. Um, so this work is, is, is necessary for me every day, like air and water is necessary. Um, I spent a lot of time praying for myself, uh, very self-seeking person. You know, I'm hardwired like that. So I need these instructions. I need to ask, um, I need to ask God for, to direct my thinking. Then I need to ask it specifically to be, um, freed from self-will because I'm such a self-will person. And you know what? If I was honest, I would not be on here. Leah wouldn't ask me to be doing no service. Um, if I was perfect, I wouldn't need to come to these meetings every day. Um, and, and, and you know what? I just, I'm just like, I'm just like a mess. But you know what? Um, how many know God could turn a mess into a message? And and, and the transformation here, the psychic change, um, is that we pray for others. And you know what? I to give you an example. Got a, a action-packed weekend serving others, and you know. Myself will. I want to do it. It's my weekend. I work. Don't you know I work hard? Don't don't I realize that God wake me woke me up this morning? How about that? And God's will. If I'm asking, especially for freedom from self will, God's will is you know what? Go out there, my son, and go help other people, and be grateful for it because I woke you up, not for your own selfish um, demands. For you to show the love that I've given to you, you know. So I've wasted a lot of time praying for 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 you know material things, but now you know I'm praying for unity. I'm praying for 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 uh, for hunger to be gone. I'm praying for war to be dissipated. I'm praying for poverty to be gone. I'm praying that people could find their God, you know. In, in personal stories, it doesn't matter what my God is. It doesn't matter what my faith is. It ain't, that ain't going to help you or the next person recover. So I pray that this world and the people in it will find a God of their understanding and then turn around and pray for others. And that's, 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 that's my will aligning with God because my will without this 11th step, without this 10th step, Thank you, Du. I passed. Thank you. Now, um, we will open the floor up for others to share. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? Melissa C. I heard Melissa C. and someone uh, before that. Sarah W. I'm sorry, what was your name? Sarah W. Sarah W., okay. Angela D. from Westchester. Angela. Ronnie P. 
Ronnie P, certainly. And maybe one more. Okay, so we'll start off with Melissa C, Sarah W, Angela W, uh, Angela D, excuse me, and Ronnie P. We'll start off with Melissa. Thank you. Hi, good morning. This is Melissa C, a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, my my old prayer was always um, for my way. For, and, and I would look at it as if, um, you know, I wanted good things. It wasn't like, you know, was it selfish? Yeah, but it didn't seem that selfish. Um, you know, it seemed like the course of what I should have, you know, I should be getting this. I, I should. And, um, you know, and, and why didn't that work? Because that's just not how life works. And, and so I was, I had an immature view of, um, what praying meant. And, um, you know, and so I was really only praying when I was begging and pleading for my way or crying and screaming that I didn't get my way. And it wasn't really with, my um, fellows in mind. It wasn't really with the rest of the world in mind. It was really with my way in mind. And, um, you know, I think about myself like a, like a little boat on the ocean and um, getting tossed around in the waves, and that's life. And, you know, but I used to scream and cry and carry on that the wind wasn't moving me the way that I wanted or, you know, the storm should stop. It should be my way and, um, you know, take me where I want to go. And, um, you know, now my prayer is really is my way of adjusting my sails. And, um, and so everything that, you know, has happened to me in my past, which some have been very painful experiences, but guess what? That's right. Nobody gets out without tremendous loss. And, um, you know, and some of those great losses and great struggles, have really grown me to be the woman that I am and has allowed me to be of service to other people. I've been able, you know, I've shared here before, I've suffered a tremendous loss. We've lost a newborn child, and um, and that gave me great pain and great anger, and I wore it like like my, my medal. Everybody deserved me. I deserved better, and everybody cut me a break because I had pain and loss. And... Um, you know, and so recently now that I'm recovered, I I have um, a, an acquaintance and a friend who just suffered a, a loss like that. And I, I can be of service to her. You know, it, it, it happened to me. It's awful. But, um, but now, you know, my prayer today is that whatever, you know, God has in store for me, let me, let me be connected to my fellows. Let me be... Um, of good use, and and that way I can live in peace, and that way I can keep the food down. Um, I'm not struggling, and and so the wind takes me where I need to go. Thank you, and that I'll pass. Thank you. Um, now we will have Sarah W. Press good star morning, one to mute. Thank you. Thank you for your service today, Do. Glad to hear you on the line. I'm sorry if I stepped on Melissa's toes. I thought you had called me first. Um, I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater um, from Iowa. Uh, I wanted to um, bring us back just because I needed to remember why we're talking about this. And, um, you know, this is the 11th step. Um, 
And uh, these are on the top of page 86. It talks about um, these are, you know, definite and valuable suggestions. And, you know, I'm really grateful that um, that they put these in here because it really does give us some very wonderful suggestions and directions. And we can use those as um, as definitely a foundation for how we can pray. Um, I I was thinking that one of one of the prayers I have is just thank you. Um, gratitude is really an important part of uh, when I get up in the morning to just be thankful that I'm. You know, I, I think somebody else kind of alluded to it. You know, the idea that I'm thankful that I'm awakening. Uh, in the morning, that I have this chance for a new 24 hours. Our program is a 24-hour uh, program, one day at a time, and um, you know, I think it's important for me to um, to let that creative intelligence or spirit or that inner part of myself um, wake up to the reality that I am grateful. And um, the a meeting that I go to that's from another fellowship, um, on the wall it has this reading, and I just wanted to offer it because it's helped me so much. It says, transformation takes a long time. We need to depend continually on God's grace and power. And, um, you know, I think that the more I do this, it's kind of like everything else in the program. The more I practice it, the more it feels so a part of me and, um, you know, all through the day, uh, from the moment I open my eyes, and sometimes I don't even open my eyes, I just kind of stir to consciousness, and I'll just start to, you know, in my mind, just say, you know, thank you, God, and, you know, sometimes I'll walk through the 12 steps in my mind, and sometimes I'll say the serenity prayer, say the third and seventh step prayer, sometimes I'll read, you know, the 11th step prayer and the 12 and 12, but it all leads me to the place where I get out of myself. I start thinking about how can I be of service. Um, and the last thing I wanted to share is I can't get so heavenly minded that I can't be humanly good. You know, I have to really think about how can I do the next right thing? How can I help someone else? Because my problem is self-centeredness. And so when I get out of myself and do something kind in a quiet way, not to get the adulation from other people, that is where I really find the spirituality of the program and recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Do. Thank you. Now we will move on to Angela D. Good morning. Good morning, visionaries. I'm a compulsive, recovered compulsive overeater. My name is Angela D. from Upper Westchester. What does it say here? It says, we usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we'd be shown what, maybe sometime during the day, maybe just at night, or how about a few minutes in the morning? No, it's all through the day, all through the day. You see, I need it all through the day because I could slip easy because I have a, a, a mind that is obsessive. So I need this meditation in the morning, this prayer in the morning, because I obsess easy. And I need it all through the day because that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. The problem starts with me. 
The problem starts in my mind and in my heart. And, and, and if I don't pay attention to it with prayer all day long with my higher power, I can go back into the food again. And I can go back into my own selfishness, my own self-will. So it's all day long. And I have to be really, really careful of that because I've been given... I've been given a way out of my obsession. I've been given a way out of my allergy. And that is God and these great 12 steps. So it's all day long that I have to keep going over it. It's like chewing a cud. It's like constantly going back to it. And thank God I have it. And I thank you all. Have a good day and God bless. Thank you so much, Angela. Um, We will move on now to Ronnie P. Ronnie, please press star one to unmute. Yeah. Uh, hi there. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. I yes, didn't think no, I <laughs> Thanks. Um, I used to get confused when I read this part because it would be like you should never pray for yourself, only for other people. And I would think, well, really, never for myself? I mean, what did I do that I, I can't even pray for myself? And, um, you know, uh, it was it was confusing. And... Um, where I'm at now, I think what the writers of the big book were getting at is that I never need to pray for myself. God has got my whole day is in his hands. There's no need to pray for myself. When I do pray, I want to just say thank you for having my back. I don't have to ask you to do anything. You know what you know what you want me to do. Just please guide my thoughts and my intuition so that I can hear where you're leading me. So therefore, I don't need to pray for myself. I just need to be grateful because that puts me in a place of joy and peace. And I want to play, pay, pray for clarity so that I can just really hear what you're telling me. And when I pray for others, what that does is that's all my worries for others I just I just telescope them right down into a couple words saying whatever prayers I have for those people. And what that does is that relieves me of any responsibility or burden I feel that I have to fix them or to help them or to to somehow be their higher power because the truth is they've got their higher power. So when I pray for them, it's my reminder that they're in very good hands. Now, whether they know it or not is between them and their God, but they're already in good hands. And if I try to, so when I pray for them, in just a few minutes, it's like I take all my worries, whatever, and I just, I put them in this box, and I go, okay, God, thank you for reminding me that I don't need to worry about them. I can just ask you, and again, with gratitude, say, you know, however you can possibly manifest your voice to them, I pray that you do it. I pray that they hear it. So that lightens my burden so much. I don't have to feel the burden of, oftentimes I don't have to feel the burden of the love that I feel for them, which is that I want to protect them and help them and make it all better. And I can't, but I can love them. And one of the best ways that I can love them is just to, continually in my mind put them in God's hands so that that action alone will inform whatever my thoughts, words, and actions are toward them. So 
it's not that, geez, this is all about me saying, oh, I'm so selfless, I'm just out here all alone praying for others. I don't need to pray for myself. I just need, uh, I guess the only thing I need to pray for and continually ask for is the clarity to hear God's voice and um, ask for God's continued inspiration to lead my thoughts and my words and to release me from fear and help me do the next right thing. So, so this is actually a beautiful step, and it took me a while to really get to, to the central, absolute generosity of it. And, um, and I guess that's all I got. So thank you. I pass. Okay, thank you so much for that. Okay, we'll be taking, um, we'll, we'll call it the last call on this paragraph. So anyone else that would like to share on this paragraph, um, now's the opportunity. Mary Who would like A. to share? Mary A. Larry. Larry. Anyone else? Okay, we'll we'll take Mary A. And Larry, I'm sorry, I didn't get your last initial. He's K. K. Thank you. So we'll start off with Mary. Good morning, everybody. It's Mary A., and forgive me if you're hearing my morning voice. I also, when I heard this paragraph, I said I just couldn't understand it um, because, you know, even in the third step prayer where our co-founders have set up the prayer, you know, take away my difficulties, not their difficulties. So right there, that says a volume, and it also says, you know, please remove me of the bondages of self, so I'm aware of all the self um, things that I have to be. So I've always had a problem with this, because really my desire is always to do God's will, even though I may not understand it, but I know it's to love my God first, to love myself, and to love all of you, you know, that is really um, incorporates all the steps. But, in, you know, I have such a personal relationship with God. It's always in wanting. My, my biggest prayer is, God, how can I bring about the change in me from these steps where I can align my will with yours? So many things that I do from morning to night. My, I'm using my free will the right way because it's aligned with God. It's everything I perceive. It's, it doesn't deal with selfishness. It's when I'm not selfish. It's when I'm not self-seeking. It's not when I'm rude and crude every time. That, and those are the things that I pray for the most. So thanks for listening. Thank you. Now we'll move on to Larry Kay. Thanks uh, for your service, too. This is Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Um, you know, for me, the the um, you know the, the the whole notion of step eleven. You know, why why is it that I need to make conscious contact with the God of my understanding? Doesn't God know if there is a God? Doesn't that God know? You know where I'm at, what I need. So there, for me, there, there's something there's something inherent about 
the necessity for me <clears throat> every day to reach out to that God of my understanding. I'm not reaching out to the God of my understanding for God. I'm reaching out for me so that I can deepen um, that I can deepen that connection every day. And, um, you know, so I, I, I don't analyze it too much. You know, I, uh, I try not to because, um, boy, I can really, I have, uh, an obsessive mind. Uh, it's what led me to the rooms. I mean, wasn't it the obsessive mind? It wasn't the food. It was, uh, it was perhaps, you know, a, a sickness, a soul sickness of some kind, but it was also that obsessive analytical mind that led me back again and again to, you know, anything that would uh, seemingly give me ease and comfort, show me love in that sense, or so I thought. So every day it's like uh, taking a shower. Every day, uh, you know, I need I need to be I need to refresh my soul, you know. And uh, so when I reach out, whether I, regardless of what my feelings are, because, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I can wake up and I'm not feeling great. I can wake up uh, anxious, perhaps. I can wake up, uh, maybe I can wake up joyful and full of uh, energy and passion and spirit. But, see, my feelings are going to change. My feel, As a human being, <clears throat> because all human beings, we, we won't have an experience outside the human experience, so my my feelings are going to change, but I don't use that as a barometer of my need for my higher power or barometer for, uh-oh, you know, what I do is I, I just get up every morning, God, how can I serve, how can I serve you? You know, maybe, uh, you know, for me, how, how can I help the man and woman who's still suffering in this disease because I don't have to look very far. And, and you know, it was great because I was that person. Maybe someone, someone else was saying that prayer. And then I showed up, knock, 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 you know, here I am, you know, so um, it's a beautiful sense of renewal each, uh, each morning. And, uh, thank God for, for this, this program and for this step. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry, for that. Okay, so we'll be moving on to our next paragraph, um, uh, if circumstance warrant, and we'll have Terry H. begin reading that paragraph. Thanks, Stu. Good morning, a vision for you. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in the morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. So this paragraph to me, um, it's, it's, it's really such a beautiful paragraph because now, you know, I'm open. I'm open to, um, to more. And this paragraph tells me that I, I don't have to limit myself with more God. And um I can be open and I, I can definitely, you know, benefit greatly from those um, those who have made deep study of the nature of God, which is the religious body. And I'm so grateful that, um, you know, I'm no longer blinded by the unreasoned prejudice from seeing the spiritual truths contained in these pages. And, um, you know, it says, if not, not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers 
so you know whatever works for us um you know um you know it could be the serenity prayer it could be the third step prayer i mean we've had so many prayers in this book and you know the shortest one that i use is i will not mine be done and um you know, so that I continue on this this path, and um, you know, this paragraph tells me now that I can invite people into, um, you know, my morning meditation or my morning prayer, or you know, just that. In you know, my experience has been, you know, this this eleven step. It's it's all about relational, you know, um, about continuing to have you know relation relationships with people now, and I'm so grateful that um, you know that. I don't have to limit myself, you know, and back on page uh, page 46, it says, We found that God does not make too hard a terms for those who seek him. To us, the realm of spirit, of spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive, or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is openly believed to all men. So this just tells me I can go outside this book um, and explore, you know, my spiritual journey even more. And, you know, I'd like to just close with one of my favorite sayings, you know, um, that I really, I love. Um, you know, it says, live in such a way that those who don't know God but know you will come to know God because they know you. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Stu. Thank you, Terry. Uh, now we will open the floor up for sharing. Who would like to, to share? This is Bella. Can I share? Sure, Bella. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, too, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Make use of what they offer. Such a freedom, such a wonderful sentence. Yes, before program, I was in a, in a, in a way of thinking to judge and to blame people. I know everything or I don't know nothing. You know, people have to do exactly what I want. And I was very much self-centered. And I, wo- I didn't want to be around people because I, know, I knew that the same way that I am blaming and judging others, others are blaming and judging me. And now, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I am in the program. I don't... I don't need to prove nothing. And yes, I, I am not directed by my ego. And I know I am human. I don't know everything. And I, I want to learn new things. I want to learn and to get new ideas and new behaviors. And today I am not, I am not directed by my own, uh, my own way. Today I am here to do God's service, God's message for me. And yes, today I know and I want to learn from others. And yes, today I know that, you know, I always, always I can learn from others. And yes, today I am not self-centered. And I am looking around me of what they offer. Yes, and everybody Everybody can offer to me new things, new ideas, new way of thinking and behavior. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. We're opening it up to others. Um, is this your chance to share? Uh, I would like, like to share. I would. I'd like to share. And what's your name? Nancy Ara. 
Nancy R. Anyone yes. else? Opening the floor up to others. So your time to share. Okay, so Nancy R. Yeah, good morning. I'm Nancy R. Recover Compulsive Reader. And um, this this particular passage, I used to glance over um, and focus in on morning meditations with a mate because I was single for so long. And, uh, you know, it's it's so fascinating. Every time I study this book, no matter how many times I read um, a, a chapter, I always get new insight. And uh, today, it... Um, I focused in on uh, the principles we have been discussing and suggestions may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. And, uh, you know, I've gone through a complete metamorphosis in terms of my spirituality and aligning it with my religious beliefs. Uh, I had to go through a detachment. I had to go through a period of detachment. Um, because I had um, rejected a lot of my childhood teachings in the in, in the faith I was raised in, and uh, uh, thanks be to God that through staying in Ovidus Anonymous and studying the principles, I found them to be universal and not in conflict, not in con- conflict at all with what uh, my religious upbringing had been, and uh, I'm in a place Fine. now. I'm in a place where what I was taught as a kid uh, is supported by this program. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much. Again, uh, we have a few minutes to share. Um, Anyone else that has a burning desire to share? Lisa M. Madeline C. Lisa M. Madeline C. Anyone else? Last call. Okay, so we'll we'll continue with um, Lisa M, and then we'll go on to Madeline C. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa M, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater calling from Massachusetts. And you know, I've been listening to this meeting today, and you know, thinking back um, when we first started reading this round back in like October or something and you know we're up to the 11th step and you know I listen in every day or most days and you know some of the steps are really tricky and really challenging and but you know listening to everyone who's recovered you know going through it with courage and just pressing on and and now we're up to the 11th step and it's just I mean just in reading this, the, the transformation of people's attitudes is just, it's beautiful. You know, even through through it all, you know, and here we are up to the 11th step and, you know, and what great advice. Jeez, I wish I had thought of it. You know, it's just simple and beautiful, but it was work to get here. And, and you know, so looking back and seeing that the steps are one, you know, in an order for a reason, and and look where we are now. It's just a, a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful program, 
and I thank God I'm part of it, and, and I appreciate everybody's voices and advice because it helps me so much as a, you know, coming into the program, for coming back to the program, and I just want to thank everybody. It's been wonderful, and um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, Madeline C., would you like to share? Press star one to unmute. Yes, thank you. Um, This is Madeline C. from the Philadelphia area in Pennsylvania. And um, just listening to this paragraph this morning, I... uh, it made me, it reminded me that I need to stay open-minded. Um, you know, I love the big book so much that I just wanted that to be the place that I went to help extend um, my relationship and my understanding of my higher power. Um, but really, it, it's, you know, I, I have to keep being open-minded and um, I have to keep seeking my higher power and and to listen. And so I love this direction because it tells me that I need to keep going further. You know, I need to keep seeking. And um, I need to listen to people of faith. And so I need to read other books. And, um, and I'm just grateful for that direction because, you know, I can feel like, oh, I've got it now. Like I have this, I have this great big blue book and, and that's that's all I need. <laughs> and I can I can stop growing. But um but I'm always reminded like I gotta keep growing in in understanding and uh, for that I'm grateful today. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much. And I uh, I'm gonna shine in on this uh paragraph. My name is Du. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And what I see here is it says, you know, it's given us directions um, as far as morning meditation. And, and it's saying, you know, if you have a family and you re- belong to a religious denomination, then devote yourself to, to doing that practice with that religious body. And if you don't have a, a religion, um, then we're going to give you a set of, of prayers that you can do. And, you know, we've already covered some of those prayers. Step 7 prayer, step 3rd prayer, um, the 11th step prayer on the 12 and 12. Um, we have prayers on the ninth step. We have prayers on the 7th uh, uh, step and 9th step. And we have also prayers on the 4th step. So we have all these sorts of prayers, right, that we can be doing and we can be discussing and we can be meditating on. It also suggests that we we go to helpful books. There are other books, devotional books that are out there that can be very helpful. And they're saying, keep an open mind. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they have to offer. And I'm so glad that that's telling me that I can do that. Because when I came into program, I was a very judgmental, critical person. I did not care to hear what any other religion other than mine had to say. And I'm glad that program helps me to look at my character defects, look look at where I've been wrong, keep my side of the street clean so that I can be open-minded to see where other people, other religious people are right. And what that means is, where is your spirituality working? 
And I'm so grateful for that because today, you know, I when I came into this program, I said, you know what, I don't want a sponsor that's from my religion. I want a different sponsor. I want somebody that I can learn from. And today I have a sponsor that does not share my same faith, but, you know, that can give me spirituality. And that, that's what it is. And that's the beautiful thing about it, you know, that I don't have to have somebody from my same faith in order for me to get this program because the principles speak for themselves. And, and that's where I look at this. Where are the principles? You know, they're in prayer. They're my connection, my connectivity to God. And, um, and this is beautiful because I can learn from each and every one of you. And I do. I do. When I get on the line, I make outreach calls. I'm learning from everyone. I'm learning from their practices. And it doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what religion they're from. It doesn't matter what background they're from. I can always learn from someone if I keep an open mind. And that's what I see here, and I'm so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Um, we have two minutes for one share. Um, would anyone who has a burning desire like to share? It's Leah. I'll hop in. Thank you, Leah. Hi, everybody. It's Leah, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, it says here, if not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. You know, I had no prayer life uh, prior to the program of recovery, so when I came in, you know, the big book offered me some suggestions, steps uh, three and seven and uh you know, the prayer of St. Francis, the transformation prayer, something that I memorized and utilized. And, you know, you never know where your higher power is going to take you. You never know where um, where the program of recovery is going to take you. You know, it'll take you to places you never knew existed as long as we continue to press into these steps. And, you know, I am grateful for that because a whole new world began to be open to me, uh, you know, through these uh, steps, through Step 11. And, you know, what a beautiful thing that um, the program offers cooperation without affiliation. It's a whole big treasure chest. You know, whatever uh, rings your bell, go for it. You know, because the purpose of prayer is not to change a higher power's mind, but rather to bring us to the realization that my life, my life is completely dependent on a higher power's will, that I can only survive through that higher power's grace and the very act of prayer, no matter what facet you find yourself in, the very act of prayer elevates and transforms us so that we no longer are the same people we were before. And I know the effectiveness of my meditation and prayer practice is not by how I necessarily think or feel, but how am I acting that day? What are my feet doing? <laughs> what are my feet doing on the ground? And uh, this prayer practice is just a reminder that communication is vital to any healthy relationship. If I want a relationship with a higher power, well, then I'm going to have to spend time nurturing that relationship and seeking to improve that conscious contact. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Leah. So that brings us to the close of our meeting. And 
Thank you to everyone who has shared, especially um, Sarah W. who did the 12 steps, Charles H. who did the 12 traditions, and our main readings, Kathleen W., Terry H., and Sue G., and everyone else that shared and was listening in on the line. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Sue G., uh, please read a vision for you. Our big book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. It's Suji. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Good. Okay. Thanks for your service. And grateful to be here from Greater Philly uh, to be awakened this morning in this city of sister motherly love. A vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.